Alexa, play Pink from the Barbie movie. Pink by Lizzo from Georgia's Spotify. I get up out of bed and wave to my homegirls. Hey, Barbie. She's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. We'll get to that bit. But first, welcome to Stream It. This is the film and TV podcast full of things for you to watch. I'm Connor and this week's episode is all about what is on the giant screen right now. We're showing some love for the cinema. I love going to the cinema with my friends, getting popcorn and watching an epic movie. Here's my speedy rundown of what's coming up. We'll be hearing from the cast of Barbie on the pink carpet. Georgia will be giving us her expert review of the Barbie movie. George is also chatting to the director of Haunted Mansion, the new Disney movie out in cinemas. And if you don't fancy going to the cinema, Pete from Mega Mag is joining us to tell us all about his top five movies to stream right now. Well, it's a jam-packed week. So grab your popcorn as always, get yourself comfy. This is Fun Kids Stream It. Everyone is going Barbie crazy right now. Everywhere I look, people are, well, they're dressing like Barbie and talking about Barbie. Here's Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, America Ferreira, otherwise known as Barbie, Ken and Mattel, CEO and Gloria, plus the incredible director, Greta Gerwig. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and planned choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. It is the best day ever, and so is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Do you guys ever think about dying? So when it comes to costumes, the idea that you get a Barbie in a pack and you get all the accessories and all the matching pieces of the outfit that go together, or in some cases that can be converted from day to night. Um, You know, we'd take that idea and run with it where Jacqueline would create like a perfect day look, but then when Barbie goes to the beach, it's the same material, but a different outfit. And her hair could change impossibly from, you know, minute to minute. She can go to the beach with a long ponytail and then have hair up to here for lunchtime and then have it curly by dinner and that was just kind of like the magic of Barbie land is that her hair could change with her outfits. When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world shakes. Cold shower. Ooh. Falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. <gasps> Flat feet! As soon as I heard her name, I was like, oh yes, Barbie. Great. Margot. Yep. Perfect. She's she's developed this really, dare I say it, kind of sophisticated interpretation of Barbie as a real, real-life person. The film is so many things, but it's really funny. It shows you, in a way, how to kind of laugh at yourself. It's so without judgment. It's a very, like, inclusive, kind of joyful experience, you know? What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am to Closer I am to I'm coming with you. Okay. It is a giant dance party and everyone's invited. Get your butt in a seat. It's so much fun. It's the real world. (laughs) What's going on? 
in the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! There's so much about this film that's nostalgic. Uh, it's a throwback to, to old films. It's a throwback to our own childhoods. Um, there's so much to enjoy and and soak in the the colors, the brightness, the costume, the makeup, the wardrobes, the dancing, the sets. Um, it is a spectacle. I actually do think it's a spectacular film, and those are always best suited for a movie theater experience. We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh. No one rests until this doll. Back in a box. Even if nobody else along. Humans only have one ending. Get that Barbie! I think if you were a little girl who knew about Barbie, who liked Barbie, there was a memory of looking at her behind the box in a toy display. And that feeling of wanting everything inside of the box and all of her little, her shoes and her hair to be perfect, everything just so. And I think kind of keeping that fantasy in the forefront of my mind and, and thinking about how just little girls all over the world felt the same way I did. That was a big part of it, was making sure I was like, never forgot that experience, that I didn't let the adult part of my brain take over and, and run the show, that I was like, but what did the little girl want? It was like, brighter, brighter pink. <laughs> now we sent Georgia, our resident Barbie fan, to see it in cinema. Let's see what she thought about the film. Hey, Barbie! Hi, Ken! Hey, it's Georgia. Or you can call me Barbie. I would absolutely love that. Imagine a world of pink where all the Barbies are in charge. You can be anyone, have any job you like and live your best life. Does that sound good? Well, you need to visit Barbie land. There are so many different Barbies like Stereotypical Barbie, President Barbie, Mermaid Barbie. But my absolute fave has got to be Weird Barbie. She has wild hair and the funniest thing of all, she spends most of her time in the splits. If I was to be a Barbie, I would absolutely love to be Weird Barbie. Although I can't do the splits, but I am a bit weird and I do love pink. Anyway, something goes really wrong in the real world and Barbie starts getting some very weird symptoms, like falling to the ground really dramatically. Oh, that looked like it hurt. And also, her feet go flat. She finds it so hard to walk in her high heels. Oh, you'll go on a journey with her and Ken to the actual real world and see what happens when reality hits. Ken learns a thing or two and Barbie realises that not everything has to be perfect. Don't forget to sing along to the amazing soundtrack. I've got to say my favourite song is called Pink. Alexa, play Pink from the Barbie movie. Pink by Lizzo from George's Spotify. I get up out of bed and wave to my homegirls. Hey, Barbie. She's so cool. All dolled up, just playing chess by the pool. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I couldn't help myself. I love it. I'll stop now. The Barbie movie is one of the best films I've seen all year. And believe it or not, when it was being filmed, the world had a shortage of pink paint. Make sure you go and see it. Thanks, Georgia. Now, if you're not a Barbie fan, maybe you're looking for something to go and see that's slightly less pink. How does this sound? 
Wait! I should warn you, before you step inside the house, this could change the course of your entire life. I'm not afraid of a couple ghosts. <laughs> you say that now. This mansion is unhinged. <laughs> These ghosts definitely don't want to leave. Death lurks around every corner. God, give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world. Haunt them. Amen. So George chatted to Justin Simeon, the director of the new spooky but hilarious Disney movie, Haunted Mansion, based on the terrifying ride in Disneyland. So look, Disney are celebrating their 100th year, as I'm sure you are more than aware. Um, so I I was wondering if you'd be up for doing a quick Disney 100 quickfire. I've got uh, a few questions for you, and <laughs> I would love to know your thoughts on them so i'll start with um what's your what's your favorite live action movie from disney oh god well can i say my own of course you can say, <laughs> co- of course you can say your own um, <laughs> i would if i had my own yeah i would say my own listen there's a lot of great movies and uh and I, and I wouldn't presume to say that i have the greatest but i i will say uh, i have the one that's coming out soonest so i'm gonna say my own you know what? I feel like you know the question was your favorite, and you know you've 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 created a film. I think I think you you know you you damn right to be uh, calling it your favorite. Um, Marvel or Star Wars? Oh gosh, uh, I gotta go. Oh, this is hard. This is really hard, really really hard. But I've got to go with Marvel because I, I Marvel hit me sooner. Marvel was one of the first things that impacted me as a kid. Uh, so I got to go with Marvel, particularly the X Men. Okay. Interesting. The greatest theme park attraction? Ooh, I'm a really big fan of Space Mountain to this day. Uh, I think it's a, especially the revamped version at Disneyland. Uh, I think it's a really cool combination of what I love about roller coasters and that kind of cinematic dark room thing that Disneyland brings. Roller coaster. Best song from a Disney film? Mm, when You Wish Upon a Star, for sure. Uh, Classic. It's an endearing uh, song, uh, and weirdly, it, it, it hits, it slaps for a, a little black boy from the South who, you know, really has had no business, at least in terms of the outside looking in, uh, having a Hollywood career. Um, and finally, favorite Disney animated movie? Oh, gosh, that is really hard. But, you know, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to go out, let's pick one that I know a lot of people don't pick, which is... Uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, I, I thought uh, this is from the team that did Beauty and the Beast, um, you know, really getting to fire on all cylinders. And I don't think that the movie was quite as, you know, received as popularly as Beauty and the Beast, partly because it, it, it sort of hinges around a character that typically isn't the hero of a big movie. And that plus really kind of, I think, some of the most remarkable animated sequences ever put to film. Uh, make solid, it- solid choice though. I like that. A bit, bit of a curveball. Um, but when Halloween rolls around, uh, I'm sure plenty of people will be wearing outfits from from the movie. Um, which one would you like to see from Haunted Mansion out there trick or treating the most? Well, I want to see some Harriets. 
I want I, I want to see some uh, uh, some some new character some new canon characters. Um, I've seen a bunch of Hatbox ghosts and I've seen a bunch of brides, but I think let's, Tiffany Haddish just get up in the. Let's season. get some new ones in there. In the film, I love the kind of the, the little nods that were in there to to the ride, like you know the dancing scene, the moving chair, all that kind of stuff. But how much did you lean into the attraction when you were making the movie? Uh, I leaned into the attraction quite a bit. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, it was one of the main influences, <laughs> uh, uh, of course, to make the ride. I, I, I think it is really such a bummer if you're part of a fandom and that fandom sort of makes it into a movie and all the details that that, that make you love it aren't really there. Uh, the ride itself is already its cinema brought to life. I mean, that was really Walt Disney's intention with it. Um, and so there are already so many interesting cinematic choices uh, that are just sort of right there waiting to be adapted. Uh, so I found that pretty, uh, pretty much an irresistible proposition. You mentioned Walt Disney there. Obviously, um, you know, for those that don't know, he was very involved in the kind of the original genesis of, of the Haunted Mansion ride. Um did you, did you ever think when you were making the, the film, or I don't know, maybe, maybe since it's, it's been kind of, you've been looking at it in the, in the cinema uh, rooms and theatres, did you ever think about, in a way, how you're kind of essentially collaborating with Walt Disney and this kind of like, you know, hand in hand in a weird way? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so. Again, I, I, I you know, having spent some time on that ride uh, before this was even a possibility to do this movie, um, I, I was really inspired by by his work mainly as a filmmaker, even though you kind of don't always think of him that way. He, he's an architect in, in, in some ways of so many different kinds of creative universes. But that is the sort of that that's the creative space with, that these rides really come from. Uh, and whenever in doubt, we leaned on the conversations that Walt Disney had with his Imagineers. Should it be scary? Should it be funny? Should it be cute? Should it have a musical moment? You know, how much of it should be culturally specific? We, I really leaned on those conversations uh, to, to sort of uh, solve problems <laughs> in real time. Um, you, you mentioned riding the, the attraction there. How many times did you did you do it? Did you kind of want to kind of ride it loads and loads? Uh, and if you did... Which ones did you do? Kind of which theme parks, which Disney parks did you did you check out the Haunted Mansion in? I, I wish I could have read it every day. Well, we, we, you know, unfortunately, we made <laughs> the movie in Atlanta and then we shot it in New Orleans, and there aren't any, you know, Walt Disney parks nearby either of those places. <laughs> but you know, luckily for me, um, I, I had already written it so many times. Uh, I, I was already a big fan, and I worked at the parks. Uh, which and, one? Which one did you work in? So I actually worked at Disneyland uh, during film school wow. and I would ride, I would ride the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, in particular, those two rides. And I would dream about like, how do I translate all of this what, as a filmmaker? Because these movies are making me, you know, these, these, these rides are making me feel emotions on cue. They're, they're making me gasp and they're making me laugh and they're making me get goosebumps. This is this is actually like that that Alfred Hitchcock thing that he would talk about wanting to play his audiences, you know, almost like an orchestra uh, and, and, and have them feel the, the, the exactly what he wants them to feel right when he wants them to feel it. So I would ride these rides and just think like, how do I translate this into my <laughs> into my movie career? And so, you know, some years later, almost 20 years later, uh, I have the opportunity to do that. It's pretty it's pretty nutty. Yeah, I, I can. It, it sounds it sounds kind of emotional as you're describing it to me. Um, that's, that's amazing. Justin, 
Real pleasure chatting with you. Congratulations on Haunted Mansion and uh, best of luck. I'm sure it's going to be a real treat for all of our listeners uh, all across the UK. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks, George. Don't forget, you can go see Haunted Mansion in cinemas from August 11th. Now for this week's must-watch picks, we wanted to get a pro in. Pete from Mega Mag is taking over. How you doing, Con? I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. I'm really, really excited about this week. Today, Pete, well, you're going to give us his top five Netflix shows to watch, correct? That's right. I've been streaming all week and uh, I've narrowed it down to the five best at the moment that you can't miss. Okay, interested to get your top five. Uh, Should we start at five? Yep. Best place to start, Lego City Adventures. First, Lego Kind created fire. (laughs) Then they created Lego City. And it is awesome. So this is set in Lego City where everyone loves their job. And each episode is about a different character and a different job. So it could be a fireman, a policeman, a builder, a gardener, whatever. But the best thing about this show is just it's so wacky. The adventures are crazy. It's just You'd think a police story would be about solving crimes or catching baddies. But the police episode in Lego City Adventures is about trying to catch a giant inflatable bear, which is floating around the city, crashing into all the buildings. Yep, which we can all relate to. We've all had times where we've been like, oh, giant inflatable bear on our day out, and uh, that needs to be sorted. Really, really good. I've actually watched a few episodes of this. Now, all of the Lego stuff is so, so good, but this is a real highlight because it is complete nonsense. And if you want nonsense and you want smiles, this is sort of the show to watch, isn't it? Totally. It's it's all about the laughs, this show. They don't care about the storylines or the epic action scenes. It's just the laughs. Yeah, really, really good. Strong start at five. Who's in at four? In at four, we've got Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. We thought it'd be fun. We thought we'd be safe. We didn't realize the horror waiting for us on the island. Claws, teeth, screaming. So much screaming. What? Huh? For the vlog. Keep telling your little story. Yeah, so good, so good. Yeah, this one is all about the action. So you've got a group of kids, they go to Camp Cretaceous, which is like a summer camp for dino fans. Uh, The problem is, halfway through the trip, the events of the Jurassic World movie happen. So all the dinosaurs get out, everyone runs away from the island, and these kids are left on the island to survive by themselves. And which I find quite funny, because if I was left on an island as a kid, I'm not too sure if I would know how to survive. So finding out how they survive is quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. And all these, that's the thing, all these kids, they're totally different. You know, some of them like doing maths at school. Some of them like playing sports. They all have different skills and different personalities. So even though they don't really get along, they have to work together in order to survive being eaten by a T-Rex. Yeah, right. There we go. At four, really, really strong starts. We had Lego at five. We got uh, we got that at four. Now, what is at three? This is interesting. Okay, so number three, it combines superheroes and comedy. It's Teen Titans Go, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Welcome to my arena. <laughs> They're the serious versions of us! Just what we need to kick us up a notch! Let's prove we're the best Titans in the multiverse! I uh, I would agree with you there as well. Teen Titans is so, so good, and the new one is fantastic. Why do you love it so much? I just love that it's a superhero superhero show, but it's not really about battling villains. It's about using your powers for fun. So they just, you know, 
what could be more fun than being a kid with superpowers? That's what the show shows you. I sometimes think that. I always think if I had superpowers, would I use it for good? Yes, of course. I'd love to keep people safe and do the good things in my city, but I'd also have to use it for a bit of fun, wouldn't you? Yeah, fun. Good. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say evil, but I would definitely say good and pranks. Okay, so... Superpowers for good and for pranks. Pete, if you had, like, invisibility, what fun would you have with invisibility? Oh, I'd be jump-scaring my mates. You know, mm. I'd go back to my old primary school and jump-scare my teachers who were still there. Just yeah. To- and back yeah I, I'd love I, it. I, I think that I would just move everything as well so whenever I'm with my mum I just move everything so that she'd get really really confused and she'd be like what is going on and then I would just I just disappear why not yeah. make your make your dog think it's living in a haunted house absolutely good one at three uh, and two and then one okay two we've got Ninjago Masters of Spinjitzu another Lego one but this one's more about adventure than laughs I Master Wu have sensed something dangerous We need you more than ever for the fight that is coming. The time has come to take your ninja skills to the next level and build on the virtues you've learned. Level up your curiosity. Level up your balance. Level up wisdom. Level up your honesty. Your generosity. Level up your courage. Yeah, I've spoke a lot about this as well. This is really, really good, isn't it? What was the highlight for you on this? Oh, man, there's so many. I think when they get their dragons is the best for me. There's 10 seasons. There's loads of storylines, loads of villains and powers and weapons. But when they get their dragons, that's when it goes next level for me. Yeah, so this is called Dragon's Rise and it's brand new. Season one is out as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's just hit Netflix just hit netflix and it is really really fun and when they get the dragons as well it is great and it's tiny little lego people which is always loads more fun isn't it exactly yeah i, I still don't know how lego turned into what made all these awesome shows because when i was a kid it was just it was just little toys they didn't look cool you know yeah so it's crazy seeing things like ninjago which are undoubtedly very cool made out of lego absolutely it's available now it was out on the first of june as well so uh a defo must watch now at one pete in at number one it's my favorite season of pokemon it's called pokemon journeys let's go no battle is over until it's over i am truly the strongest and the best ash is in a very difficult spot Pokemon Journeys. I've never actually seen this. How is it? So this one, instead of um, being stuck in one region, this one, Ash and his friend Go travel to all the regions researching the Pokemon there for a professor they know back home. And that means you get a really cool variety of Pokemon, of landscapes, and you get to see all the legendary Pokemon from each region, which is normally just reserved for the movies, the Pokemon movies. So the fact that you get to watch a show and you get to see you know, Mewtwo, uh, Moltres, Lugia, you get to see all these cool, powerful Pokemon is awesome. And also, like, the thing with Pokemon, I don't know if you agree with me, Pete, but, like, obviously all of the Pokemon are the highlights, but one of the biggest highlights is the Pokemon worlds that they create and, like, the way they look and the way they feel. And I feel like with this, you're kind of saying that you really get that feeling when you watch it. Yeah, definitely. It's like Pokemon greatest hits crammed into one show. You get to see them go to the icy landscapes and find the rarest icy pokemon and then the volcanoes and the rarest fire pokemon are there really is the very best of pokemon 
put into one show for you to catch. I think that's a great way to finish Pokemon Greatest Hits. There we go. At one, Pete, thanks so much for your top five. Hopefully, we'll be back with more top five. So now you know what to do when you head over to Netflix. Pete, thanks. Have a good one. And that's all we've got time for on this week's episode of Stream It. If you enjoyed the episode, give us a follow so you don't miss future episodes and rate the podcast five stars too. I'm Connor, and Stream It is made by Fun Kids, the UK's children's radio station. And this episode was produced and edited by Hebe Lawson. If you want to get involved with episodes in the future, head over to funkidslive.com forward slash stream it to see how you can hear your voice on the podge and go be part of it. I'll see you soon. Bye.